This is Bigger Pockets Daily, the audio sidekick to the Bigger Pockets blog. I'm your host, Tyler. And think about it this way each of these episodes is like one short chapter from a giant audiobook written by the world's best and brightest real estate investors. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. What is the 50-30-20 budget rule? By Ashley Friedman. If you're not into traditional budgeting at all, where you place all of your spending into rigid categories, then the 50-30-20 budget rule might be for you. All right, so this financial management budgeting method is broken into three main categories. 50% needs, 30% wants, 20% savings and investing. It's designed to take a full picture of one's monthly living expenses in the simplest way possible and remove the nitty-gritty details that can bog someone's bank account down with complications. So, in theory, if your after-tax income is $5,000 a month, $2,500 should go to your needs, $1,500 to your wants, and $1,000 to your savings and investing goals. So let's talk more about how all this works. All right, 50% needs. This first section of the budget is devoted to your needs. Needs represent the essential items that allow you to survive, like Mortgage payments, groceries, health insurance, utilities, transportation, debt payments. Not necessarily in that order. While it seems like a simple solution, designating what is genuinely an essential need or not is more complicated than it looks. To set this budgeting system up correctly, you gotta hone in on your spending habits and financial goals. 
An excellent way to frame necessary expenditure within the 50-30-20 rule is to phrase it as the following question. If you lost your job or source of income now, what spending would you still need to survive? Even if you're financially secure, these questions are critical to ask as they bring us back to the basics of what is important and not. Stopping each morning for Starbucks might feel nice, but you can easily rack up more than 100 bucks a month on just the little coffee latte thingies. In reality, you don't need to drink Starbucks coffee. You could save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars annually by brewing your coffee at home, and it tastes so much better. With the beans, get the burr grinder. It's so good. I'm telling you, try it. I love coffee. If your needs take up more than 50% of your budget, then it's kind of time to consider cutting costs or at least finding ways to increase your monthly income. Generally speaking, housing and transportation are your largest monthly expenses. For those working as a 1099 contractor, add healthcare to that list. I have to. Finding ways to decrease significant living expenses will help you come within your budget. For example, if your car payments swallow 600 bucks of your monthly spending budget, <laughs> yikes, and you've recognized that's kind of painful, refinancing, depending on if you have a high interest rate or selling it for a cheaper vehicle, could free up a ton of extra cash per month. Cash that could be put elsewhere, like investments, savings, or debt repayments. Redirect those funds you save towards savings or investments like real estate or stocks. So much better than that fancy car. Stocks are relatively inexpensive and very easy to get into compared to real estate. But still, as we've said at Bigger Pockets a billion times, it's always the right time to start your real estate investment journey. Always. 30% once. Let's dive in. The following 30% of your budget should be your once. These are things that you don't necessarily need to survive. These are like shopping, dining out, entertainment, nightlife, and some travel. Yeah, it's a little bit more controversial part of your budget. Critics suggest you should not dedicate 30% of your budget to once. Instead, they're like, yeah, 30 to 40 should go towards investments and savings. As your money scales, the once budget naturally increases. So say you do use 30% towards once. Your goal should be to limit the amount you're spending. An easy place to start is to just look at subscriptions. My goodness, those rack up. Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, and Paramount Plus are all excellent streaming services. But do you need to describe and spend money on every single one of them? No, you do not. You can also look at how much you spend on takeout and restaurants. For example, cooking four or five meals a week can save you a few hundred bucks a month. Easy. Of course, uh, just like the needs, if you can't cut down on costs, you'll need to increase your net income to balance the budget. So going over 30% on once is an easy way to recognize that you're spending a little bit too much. Let's talk about short-term savings. You should include short-term savings in the once category as well. Saving for a vacation, a new car, fancy computer, or short-term savings goals that fall into the once category. Whatever you're saving for, you don't want your long-term savings delayed because of short-term wants and desires. Distinguish between what is more important and keep that future-oriented attitude towards savings. Which brings us to the 20% saving and investing. The last section of the 50-30-20 rule is 20% of your monthly after-tax income to your savings account 
or investments. We'll always emphasize that it's vital that you look out for your future self. While 20% might not seem like a lot, in reality, it isn't. Any savings you account for will put you in a better financial situation. But what types of savings or investments make sense then? Let's go over the five major categories to focus on. Number one, emergency fund or rainy day fund. If you haven't started one, do it now. Today, right this second. Start building an emergency fund. This is an important goal for everybody. Aim for a starting emergency fund of 2000 Some other people say 1000 or 500 depending on your family situation, but 2000 is a fantastic starting point. After that, you can scale it to what you feel would protect you most. Some say three to six months expenses. Emergency funds are crucial buffers between you and the world of unexpected expenses. <laughs> if you lose your job, your car breaks down, your dog needs some surgery, you'll be liquid enough to pay your way out of trouble. You don't want to have to use credit cards. Saving number two, retirement accounts. These are critical. According to a Simply Wise survey, 40% of Americans are worried that they cannot retire, and the vast majority only have 65K in retirement savings. That's certainly not enough to live off. <laughs> Try saving at least 15% of your gross income for retirement. Building up your retirement contributions early protects your future self. You might already have a 401k through your employer, but you know you can look at a Roth IRA too. But be sure to do your research on what works best for you. Saving number three, high interest debt. Some people also use this 20% to get a head start on paying off high interest debt. While this is not ideal, it's still not a bad option if you're overwhelmed with debt on something like credit cards. Sure, making the minimum payments on credit card debt is fine. Not really, but an extra 50 each month can shave years off your overall debt payments, depending on how much you owe. So those are the three main major categories of savings to look at. But as for investments, these are the ones you'll want to consider. Investment number one, real estate. It's bigger pockets. I mean, come on. Real estate is one of the best investments to make. It's got a long history of stable, consistent appreciation. You know, a few hiccups here and there. 2008. Second, real estate is constant. The home you buy will usually remain in place unless a natural disaster or something else occurs that damages or destroys the home. And finally, real estate is leverageable. While yes, you can trade stocks on margin, don't. On the other hand, you can acquire real estate with a 20% down payment, do. Depending on your financing terms, maybe even less. There are also plenty of ways you can execute creative financing strategies. We got a lot of those you can look at at biggerpockets.com. Investment number two, stocks. This is another popular investment choice. Compared to real estate, getting involved in stock investing is a whole lot easier. All you got to do is create a brokerage account, verify your identity, and go. So whether you plan on being an active or passive investor, note that long-term investments save money in taxes. While stocks are volatile compared to real estate, 30-year outlooks of stock indices show that stocks tend to appreciate over time. So here's a quick example. This is like a quick and dirty example of the 50-30-20 budget rule. Let's say that after taxes, you make 5K a month. The 50-30-20 budget rule applies to the $5,000 as follows. 
2,500 towards your needs, 30%, 1,500 towards your wants, and 20% is $1,000 towards savings and investments. Let's take a look at some benefits of the 50-30-20 rule. Now, this, of course, benefits individuals in many different ways. From reaping the benefits of debt repayment to creating financial security, here are just a few reasons why you should consider this method. Simplifying the budgeting process. The 50-30-20 rule is very straightforward. Divide your net income into different budgeting sections. Pick and choose worthy expenses. With the 50-30-20 rule, you must choose what's worth your dollar without going over budget or creating an uproar of debt. Promote savings growth. Set money aside and forget about it. A good rule of thumb is to allocate a healthy 20% of your take-home pay to savings. And then you can build up an emergency fund, too, for unforeseen circumstances or future goals. That keeps you out of credit card debt, for sure. Create some financial security. You're making yourself a priority by following the 50-30-20 rule. This ultimate lifetime money plan helps you balance your take-home pay to help meet short- and long-term financial goals and provides a sense of security. Is the 50-30-20 budget rule right for you? All right, it's simple, and the simplicity behind the 50-30-20 rule makes it easy to build a budget that fits your lifestyle. As we've talked about today, one of the most common changes is switching out the 20 and 30% parts of the budget so that you're emphasizing savings over once. If you're working on building your investment portfolio, it might be more beneficial to set aside that 30% of your monthly income for those projects, then spend 20% of your take-home pay on once. The purpose is to create a balanced monthly budget of 100%. If you can lock in these numbers consistently, you should see some real changes in your financial journey. The bottom line? This rule is excellent if you want to try something other than traditional budgeting. It gives you ballpark numbers to spend on each category while still setting aside what you need to live life as you see fit. While it maybe not make sense for an investor to apply the 50-30-20 rule as is, the concept behind the percentage buckets might be something worth considering depending on personal circumstances. Perhaps you can try a 50-40-10 combination, favoring 40% in savings accounts and investments, or maybe a 40-40-20 variety. Whatever floats your boat. If it can help you achieve your financial goals, it is definitely worth considering. That's a wrap on today's episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. If you're enjoying the show, can I ask for a favor? please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It takes a few seconds, and your feedback really helps us out. Thank you. Oh, really? And we'll see you again soon.